Only half of the states have laws prohibiting non-consensual pelvic exams by doctors. You heard that right. In half of the country, it's perfectly legal for a doctor to pop on a latex glove, shove his hand up your cooter, and fish around. Under anesthesia, can't consent, unconscious, no problem. It's your body, but their choice. The right will act like informed consent went out the window with COVID, but women have been denied their medical freedom for most of U.S. history. And these pelvic exams are no different. A complete list of state legislation on pelvic exams is available in the description box. But the 24 states that have not banned the procedure include Idaho, New Mexico, Minnesota, Kansas, Oklahoma, Indiana, Georgia, Vermont, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, North Carolina, Massachusetts, Wyoming, South Dakota, North Dakota, Nebraska, Kentucky, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, West Virginia, and South Carolina. If you live in one of these states and you're a woman, be prepared. The next time you're under anesthesia or unconscious, you might find yourself in the same situation that Utah resident Ashley Whites did in 2007. The 37-year-old woman went to the emergency room needing treatment for nausea and vomiting. She was sedated with a drug called promethazine to help stop the vomiting. Less than an hour later, she woke up to find her underwear removed, her feet in stirrups, and a doctor performing an invasive vaginal exam. The doctor said he was swabbing her to test for sexually transmitted infections. However, Ashley never consented to a pelvic exam. In fact, she had already discussed her medical history with the doctor, and they agreed an internal exam was not needed. Ashley said, quote, In any other setting, someone putting their fingers into my vagina without my consent is assault. I did not consent to this exam, and he did it anyway. Think this is a rare situation? You'd be wrong. It's used primarily in teaching hospitals. You see, the Association of Professors of Gynecology and Obstetrics and some medical schools consider pelvic exams an essential teaching tool. Students begin by practicing on mannequins and non-patient volunteers. Then, in their last year of medical school, during hospital rotations, they practice on live patients. That's where consent gets lost. Lacking state laws, vague hospital policies, and an unconscious patient's ability to report the incident empowers doctors and their students to do what they want. As bad as it would be to be a guinea pig for training purposes without your consent, we hope it only happens in teaching scenarios and not for some other, even more perverted reason. A recently published study by the Hastings Center, a bioethics research institute, has shed some light on how common it is to get a pelvic exam without consent. The numbers are shocking. They estimated that up to 3.6 million U.S. women and men may have received an intimate exam without their consent in the past five years. Back in 2005, a survey of the University of Oklahoma revealed that 75% of medical students self-reported to performing pelvic exams on patients. This macabre practice made a small splash in the media in 2012. A medical student wrote an article detailing his grief over performing pelvic exams on women under anesthesia. He called it, quote, the first act of medical training that left me ashamed. He admitted to performing these exams four to five times per day for three weeks. While saying he was required to introduce himself to patients and explain his presence, he never mentioned he would be performing a pelvic exam on them. 
But where's the government been during all of this? Well, not doing anything, of course. California was the first state that banned non-consensual pelvic exams, but that wasn't until 2003. By 2019, only six states had banned the practice. This year, Missouri, Montana, Colorado, and Pennsylvania all jumped on the bandwagon. However, most of the states that have banned the practice or proposed legislation only require informed consent if the patient is under anesthesia or unconscious. So technically, even if you're awake and your doctor has fast fingers, he can slip in and poke around. And in states where the practice is prohibited, the law doesn't always clearly define what informed consent is, so it's open to interpretation. The defense that medical experts give is pretty nonsensical. For example, entities at the New Hampshire Hospital Association testified in the state legislature that non-consensual pelvic exams didn't exist in the state. However, patients under anesthesia wouldn't know that their right to informed consent had been violated. If it's not illegal and the patient wouldn't know that it happened, how can anyone be sure that it hadn't happened? Furthermore, if the pelvic exams don't occur, why would they even care if the law was passed? Asking patients to implicitly trust their doctor isn't a reasonable request either. Non-consensual pelvic exams are just a small piece of a much larger issue, sexual violence in the medical system. According to the U.S. National Practitioner Data Bank, from 2003 to 2013, nearly 900 physicians faced state licensing disciplinary actions from nearly 1,000 different cases of sexual misconduct. And these are just the incidents we know of, the ones that were reported. Another survey has shown that 10% of physicians report having engaged in sexual contact with at least one patient. Legal experts have labeled this, quote, suspect, given the power dynamics of a doctor-patient relationship. This God complex that doctors have doesn't just end at ignoring consent for a medical procedure, as it's fairly common for them to ignore women altogether. According to a 2019 study, one in six women experienced mistreatment during childbirth, something referred to as obstetric violence. Women of color with low socioeconomic status are more likely to experience this. But for now, let's take a closer look at a state that is currently considering a ban. Ohio doesn't have any informed consent law in place for pelvic exams. News 5 investigators surveyed the 10 largest healthcare systems in the state and asked them if they allow, quote, medical students to perform exams for their benefit that repeat exams performed by attending physicians, including, but not limited to, pelvic exams. Three hospitals didn't even bother to respond. Five of them sent statements saying they don't permit the practice, but didn't share their policies or consent forms. Only two hospitals provided copies of their consent forms. That was the Metro Health System and The Ohio State University. Yet, as the News 5 investigators noted, quote, the forms do not specifically address prior consent for intimate exams under anesthesia or training exams, but acknowledge students can be a part of your care team. Opponents of these laws banning non-consensual pelvic exams are typically doctors. They argue it's government overreach and that it could harm the trust between patient and provider. Their solution is to let medical associations make the recommendations. So essentially, doctors want to self-regulate. That's like asking Congress to decide on their own pay raise. Geez, I wonder which way they'll go. If doctors are fighting this hard against your right to informed consent, 
Do you really think there are medical associations that are run by doctors are going to prohibit it? And furthermore, how would a law saying you can't finger your patients while unconscious affect trust? I would think if it was banned and doctors weren't coming up with excuses to touch you without consent, that it would only improve trust. But I guess I'm the only one not wanting a doctor up my vajayjay on some non-agreed-to fishing expedition. I'm weird like that. So what do the leading experts at these associations say? Well, the Association of Professors of Gynecology and Obstetrics say the pelvic exam is, quote, a critical tool for the diagnosis of women's health conditions and remains an important skill necessary for students to master before becoming physicians. They do emphasize the need to obtain clear consent and say exams on unconscious patients without permission is traumatic for both patient and practitioner. But still, why isn't the Association of Professors of Gynecology and Obstetrics championing the cause? Why aren't they beating down the door of state legislators, or Congress for that matter, demanding that this be outlawed once and for all? We all know how vocal OBGYNs are when it comes to protecting abortion, as they feel it's essential to a woman's reproductive health. You can end a pregnancy, but you can't end a doctor poking around in your vagina. Seems a little odd to me. And to conservatives who whine all day long about transgenders taking over the world, you've managed to ban gender-affirming care in nearly half the country. If you really care about the safety of others and are concerned about woke and unruly medical professionals taking advantage of the vulnerable, why not champion this cause? It's right there for the taking. Why not get a federal ban on doctors fingering women while unconscious? I would think it would be pretty easy to get everyone on board. Seems like a bipartisan slam dunk. That's right, though. This regards women, and you've never cared about their rights. Thanks for listening to Overnet Opinions. Be sure to tune in next Sunday night for an all-new episode. In the meantime, be sure to follow the Ladies Love Politics channel on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Truth Social, Brideon Social, and Twitter.